Welcome back to the Mind of Monty podcast with your host, Monty G and I, Mo. Today, we've got a great edition of the podcast. We're going to talk about what happened at Clash at the Council. We're going to talk about what happened at Worlds Collide. Definitely get into All Out and pure speculation along speculation along with Mo's marbles. All right. That was pretty you, you good. Did you breathe a little bit? That was pretty rapid. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Mind of Monty, of course. Here we are back in here for another episode. We got a lot of stuff to really, you know, try to touch on because I'm not going to necessarily get deep into everything. But uh, I know how uh, I have to talk about Clash. That is a premium event. So those can, you know, drag on me. But this was a nice, nicely paced one. The longer one, you'll see the difference in the way I cover it. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. This this past weekend was a uh, uh, packed weekend in wrestling but surprisingly paced really really well because the two of those shows were in you know uk time and i'm very very thankful for the daytime wrestling it was cool it was nice you know you can still you know watch get your fix get get your blood pressure pumping and then you can go about the rest of your night it was cool so let's get right into clash all right so we'll we'll start by talking about the first match on the main card it was um damage control versus bianca blair alexa bliss and oscar with damage control taking the victory. Yeah, uh, this is the first time damage damage control, to my knowledge, is actually being act, actually called damage control. You know, uh, with Sky Kai and Bailey there, uh, it was a good match. It was a great way to kick things off. You can tell the people in Wales were very very excited to to get this started. And you know, things wasn't always the smoothest. You know, you can see that Bailey was directing traffic clearly. Sometimes with the camera shots, you can just see that she was setting everything up being the ring general that she is, especially for her side of, you know, of the match. But, uh, you know, Corey, I thought Corey did great on, on commentary, highlighting multiple times that damage control, they even entered the uh, arena as a team, you know, uh, and, and they were going against a great team of individuals when it came to Alexa, Oscar, and uh, Bianca. And I just thought it played really well into the finish where basically Bailey, EO, and Dakota all just kind of ganged up on Bianca at the end, hit their finishes, and uh, that was it. You know, the damage control wins, and it was, a you know, Bailey gets the pin, so obviously setting that up in the, for the future, which I think no one can, you know, no one should be complaining about that. We needed a fresh, you know, believable contender for uh, Bianca's belt, and I think Bailey's a great person to step in that spotlight, specifically with her new, uh, you know, teammates. So, uh, this was good. You know, and the miscommunication at times may have, uh, you know, got in the way of this, but I still thought this was a solid start. I agree. I, I really enjoyed this match as well. Um, what do you want to rank this one with stars? No, no stars, no stars. Just today. solid. Like I said, solid start. All right. Then we've got Gunther versus Sheamus for the intercontinental title. Title. Everybody was everybody meaning me was rooting for Sheamus, but he let us down. Gunther <laughs> picked up the victory. Not just you though. The Wales definitely wanted Sheamus to win, and uh, like you mentioned, uh, it started off so dope though. Before we even get right into the fight, because again, we uh, even if it's for one night, I'm not sure what it will be, but it's great to see Fabian Eichner uh, back with the Imperium crew, and the fact that they even called it Imperium. Now he may still be going by Gen- Giovanni. But still, it was cool to see him back with where, where he belongs. And the only thing that would have made that better is if Gunther was now, you know, Volta again. But, and, you know, that's fine. We'll take it. I, I think uh, even with the Gunther now, hell, Gunther's kind of grown, grown on me, I guess, in a way. I, I don't mind saying it as the way I kind of detested it <laughs> at first. But uh, the energy of this match was really awesome. Uh, like like I said, Wells definitely wanted Sheamus to win. Both guys were beat up like five minutes into the match. Sheamus took a good beating here, too. You know, with each chop, it was like, how the hell is he, you know, still getting up? But it was a fun brawl. It was about what I expected it to be. I sat back. I just relaxed, let the big boys do what they do. Sheamus even brought out the Celtic cross, to, you know, his kind of take on the razor's edge finish that I used to love when he, you know, kind of first started to uh, really come into his own in WWE. Uh, he used to use that finish. So it was great to see him even pull that out, letting you know he's pulling out everything he has but he still couldn't take down Big Gunther. It was great, you know. Uh, I thought this was an excellent match. Uh, I've seen varying. A lot of people say this was the match of the night. So I it, and I understand that. Uh, I think one other match trumped it for that. From you know, oh, trumped that for me, of course. I agree, I agree. But 
uh, yeah, this match is right up there. It deserves the credit that it's getting in the love. And if people do remember it in the match of the year debate later, it'll be great. I, I would love to see people bringing this up because it was, it was that damn good if you really just break it down. And I think Sheamus, it was great to see Sheamus from that point of view. He's been the heel for so long. Yes. So to see a bunch of people showing him the love that he deserves and him fighting basically in the babyface position for the first time in a long time, uh, I thought that was kind of cool to see after so much of Sheamus kind of basically always being the reliable foreign bad guy. So oh, yeah. It was great to see him in his in his element. In his hometown babyface role. Role, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, that was really cool. He he definitely... He would have won if they was Ireland. Probably. <laughs> he definitely probably. was a little battered. Like we said, the story that the commentators were saying, they were saying, this is the only belt that Sheamus has never touched. So I was like, yeah, Sheamus got to win it. He got to win it. And then, you know, that ain't happened. <laughs> he kept um, getting chopped. Yeah. It, there's <laughs> only so many chops you can take. Yeah, power bombs. It was getting rough, but it was, it was great. It, ended it was up being very enjoyable. Great. Yeah. Next up, we've got Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler um, for the SmackDown Women's title. Liv ended up retaining her yep. title, I will say, not by submission. Yes, it wasn't by submission. Uh, but she went for it, and the submission actually ended up helping her, which, um, you know, I thought, again, overall, this match went really well. Uh, we got a chance to see that methodical side of uh, uh, the, the vicious side of Baszler for a little bit, even though it wasn't that long. And, uh, you know, we've all kind of missed that side of her. But we also got a chance to see just could Liv really hang with someone like Shayna, who, who's like, you know, just great in the ring, someone who's dangerous like that, and specifically with submissions. And like I said, I think she passed this test. She overcame that pressure. And uh, even Shayna was attacking her arm. You know, when she just decided to do an arm bar and work on Shayna's arm, it ended up helping her in the end. That arm, you know, thing stopped Shayna from doing the, the is it Kara Fuda? Kara Fuda. Is it Kara Buddha or Kara Fuda? I thought it was Fuda. Kara Fuda. Kara Fuda clutch? Who knows? Don't want to be wrong. Either way it goes. Rear naked choke. That's what I'm going to say. I don't like the name anyway. Rear naked choke. Can we just say that? That's too That's too much? But they, what, what, do we, what do we call Shayna's finish? It's a, it's a sleeper hole. If we're being honest, but we're not gonna say that either. It's more he has more respect than a sleeper hole. It's definitely a choke, rear naked. But yeah, anyone who knows Shayna's finish knows what the hell I'm talking about. They talking about care fading. This is a car thing, so I know that's not true. What the? Why? Why can't it? Why can't Wikipedia? Anyway, you just gonna have me editing too much. Who cares what the name of it is? It's a choke. Either way it goes, she couldn't lock it in, and uh. You know, it uh, that her going through that pain set up Liv for the finish. So I, I really end up like uh, liking this match a lot because Liv looked the best she has as champion by far. And then again, uh, you know, it was just a really good match with the right person winning in my estimation. Not just because I predicted it, but just because, uh, you know, okay, you was right, Kirifuda. Yeah. Food clutch. Cool. All right. Finally, we got through that. Uh, I won't edit it because it was uh, ended up being a part of this entire review. But <laughs> like I said, good match. Right person winning. Liv looks great coming out of it. And I think Shayna uh, at least looks uh, looks more dangerous. Now, unfortunately, she loses another in another big scenario. But again, in the story they're trying to tell, if Liv Morgan uh, can't beat Shayna, she definitely not going to beat Ronda. That's and true. I'm not trying to diss Shayna. I love Shayna, but Ronda's build as and in her MMA career was a different monster. So it's just yeah, kind of like quote that. Quote, unquote, but. the baddest woman on the planet. Anyway, I agree. This this match had no business being as entertaining as it was. Yeah, it ended up being really good. Um, And I just, you know, I really enjoyed that for them. Next up, we've got Judgment Day, uh, Finn, Balor, and Damien the Punisher Priest. Versus Edge and Ray with Dominic somewhere lurking in the shadows. Um, too much to our dismay, Edge and Edge and Ray won. We we did not we did not think they should win. We will never pick Judgment Day again. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, even if they might and they're gonna probably win the next time, maybe. But I'm not. I don't care. I just take the I just take the loss. Cause I'm sick of it. I'm sick of every time I think that they do a big victory in these situations that they let us down. Their their menaces on Monday Night Raw, yeah, bro, they kill us. Oh, so intimidating. So, but in a match on our on our premium live event, they don't have nothing to offer. But anyway, 
as far as winning. But this match ended up being pure fun. You know, the uh, the fans were just so happy, happy to see him. You know, see Edge in particular. They were happy to see Ray, but when Edge came out in you know the nice mask he had, uh, it, yeah, the pop was out of control. Judgment they had control for a while of the match, but once the hot tag happened, man, and Edge kind of got going, all hell kind of broke loose. And uh, it was just great spot after spot with the quickness. This match flew by. And uh, Dom ended up helping and helping connect that beautiful, like it was crisp. It just executed perfectly to finish. No. Where the 619 led into the spear. What are you talking about? Dom did help. You said crisp. crisp. I don't like that word. It was perfect. It was. Anyway, the point is, it was right on point. It was executed well. And like I said, the pop when he hit the spear was great. So, uh, you know, I should have stuck with my, my guns. Like you mentioned, Judgment Day, just what a bunch of losers at this point. Like, just, again, I have to remember, they do not win matches. And, uh, you know, I got, I guess, though, they ended up getting the last laugh. <laughs> I see what you did there. They did all of that. Like, Dominic should have turned sooner, first of all. We were right about that, but, but I why? Didn't, you didn't let me be dramatic about that. But go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. You did it. Why would you help them lose and then just turn on them? Like that's the dumbest thing ever. I would, I would side eye Dominic for like ages because you watch this man spear me. I guess it's Im- the way it's implied. Even though no one said anything, even on the raw after that, I think it's just implied that 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 was all a part of it. They, they were okay with getting that. Just make. Get Edge. It's not even necessarily about the the loss. It's more so about make Edge and them feel like, oh, everything's fine, and then you break your heart. But honestly, you're right. It's just it's so roundabout. But it is what it is. It, I, I can't. We did get it though. Like after mm-hmm. month after after waiting forever to pull the trigger, well, a lot of people with anybody with eyes who watch can tell Dominic was probably gonna turn. Uh, yeah, this was it. Even even though it ended up still being very very shocking, that dick kick was perfect. Like, he kicked his shoe off on, on his, you know, like, it was great. Run it back if you haven't seen it. Bet, probably the best dick kick in wrestling. I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm serious. Look it up. I'm prom- It was really good. And then what he did to his father, his father, what he did to his father, Ooh. hilarious. Hilarious. If you ain't watched Austin Powers, go. I mean, when I said it, it was kind of weird probably. But, yeah, what he did to his father was <laughs> hilarious. Yes. Uh, not wrong, but still, I mean, <laughs> and it was a great callback because it was like the same type of clothesline Eddie gave him when he turned on him, and Batista gave him a similar one too back in the day. So it was Ray, just set up perfectly. Ray's, uh, Ray's got to stop trusting these people, even his own son, bro. Even I mean, his own come on, son. that's that's your that one, I mean, you burst him, bro. Yeah, come on, and bro. there comes a time where your son will beat you at basketball. In this case. That don't mean he's going to take my head off. (laughs) That's a bad comparison. That's the time. Beating me at basketball is much better than turning on me because you're a a low-key a sub. Oh, stop it. Next up. Next up. I love that joke. That was a good joke. Next up, we've got uh, Seth Rollins versus Matt. Matt. Um, (laughs) Got his name Matt Riddle. For... for, I was about to say for shovels and giggles. Um, I I I knew in my heart that I didn't like Matt Riddle. I said it on this show, and I still begrudgingly chose him to win. I'm so proud of Seth Rollins for actually picking up that victory. Like I cried, like real tears when I saw him win. Curb stomp him to the face onto the mat. Leave him looking like a Neanderthal. Fresh yeah. out of fresh out of the jungle. What or not? Ugh. Chef's kiss, like beautiful. Okay, I'll, I'll stop, Brandy. Yeah, I'll stop. please. Uh, that because you just kicking a man while he's down. The <laughs> the Phoenix like gear or Elton John, which is what I've also seen. Elton, Elton John. John. I don't necessarily know. I look it up, but whatever. That's what I've been told. Elton John. I've seen Phoenix. Whatever. Nice ass gear. You can just you can go check it out. It was great. WrestleMania worthy is what I wrote down. Couldn't help but think, though, you know, how fun would it be to get the chance self song? It, them people in Wales definitely found that out. Man, it was fun. They had some fun. Uh, you would not down. think Riddle. You would not think Riddle was the uh, baby face. Almost the way the crowd was pretty much single handedly behind him, and it's definitely Elton John. So uh, I, I didn't need the confirmation. I'm just telling you. I was just saying I 
what people have been saying. I haven't seen it yet, but that's the confirmation. Exactly like Elton John. Perfect. So, less like Phoenix, more like Elton John. <laughs> yeah. There you the go. Head, the uh, head piece is what threw it over. I knew it. I told you what you said. I told you. I was like, yeah, I see the Phoenix, but why he got the horns on his head? Elton John. Rocket Man. I don't know if that got anything to do with Rocket It Man. is Rocket Man. Hey, the sweet. The movie. Sweet. I love it. That's my song. Like the one song I really like about Elton John. I, I like wanna, Tiny I don't want to be blasphemous. It's probably other stuff out there that's great. I've only listened to like one song. You listened to Tiny Dancer. That's bla- I probably heard it. That don't mean I listened to it and knew it was Elton John when it was on. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like oh, I was born in 95. People, give me a break. Anyway. No excuse. We got the internet. Anyway. Sorry. This match was really well done, man. Seth is a mastermind in the ring. Riddle had his moments. And, you know, he showed that he could bring the fight and take a beating because he definitely took one. And, you know, the moves were awesome, but it wasn't about it. I was really into this story. And from the beginning, you could see that Riddle really wanted to hurt Seth, no matter the cost. So the story of Matt Riddle emotions getting the best of him and then, you know, Seth bringing up his family one more time. And then, you know, he tried, and then, you know, Riddle goes for the chair and tries to take him out and get stomped twice, like you mentioned. Uh, one regular stomp and a nice super stomp. Beautiful finish. Incredible match. That's really it. I, th- I don't think I can put it anything better than that. It was just great. Go seek it out. And they're probably going to end up uh, in like a, a hell in the cell or a cage or some type of street fight, something to finish it off because it's a little too personal to just win a match. You I know? agree. <laughs> This this feud is what Tony Khan. I'll stop. I won't do it. Never mind. Yeah, there's no point. Roman Reigns versus man, Drew you McIntyre. love kicking people while they oh, <laughs> they die. What it, is it fills with me with joy. It does. There are certain people that I just really love to see them suffer. Stop. Come on. <sighs> okay, Roman Reigns. You're versus... the heel of this show at this point. Yes, right. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Roman picked up the victory once again, showing that you can't win in your hometown when I know more people than you. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. None of those people in the crowd could jump the barricade and do anything about what was about to happen. But anyway, this match's intensity was just off the charts. It was nothing like it. I can't do the match justice, honestly, specifically, because, it, man, the crowd was on another level. My emotions was on another level because all my I was all I was riding on Roman. You think I had money on this match? The way the way I felt because uh, I just didn't know they gave Drew his old interest music back for a second. The video package before it, it just felt like it, Roman was about to lose <laughs> everything about it. And the UK fans just put American audience to shame in every way possible. So it just felt like the biggest match possible, and it felt like. Uh, just uh, a moment that if you don't give it to Drew now, you never will probably again. That's what it almost felt like, even though I know better than that. Uh, and I, at the after the result, like you mentioned, uh, of Roman knowing more people, uh, this is the only finish that I think could have got them out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of they wrote they they wrote themselves into like the Usos won't be there, Sammy can't come, Paul is gone, so Roman was by himself. So the only way he was going to get out of this, unless they was going to let Roman, you know, kick out of that Claymore, which they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> it was going to have to be something like that, something big. And it was great to see Solo Sikoa. If you don't know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows. Just by looking at him, he's definitely a part of the bloodline. <laughs> yes. Bloodline but, is thick. Yeah, the Usos little brother. Yes, I get it. They all kind of have the same face, they copied do. and pasted sort, sort of differently. <laughs> like you know it's like a couple of little differences it's, yeah but it's One, the same but it's a little different. wrinkle over there a little chubby over here yeah. no facial hair right it's the same but different I love it but yeah man they're, they're, hey, it is what it is the bloodline is strong uh, it was awesome man and that's just uh, the emotional roller coaster that match was and you was right along for the ride with me yes uh, yes I was it was so many twists so many turns that is a this is what uh, Whenever WWE main events or like big matches were at their best, that's what they were. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, I never forget it. WrestleMania 25, uh, and one of the best matches ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that match is notorious for being so good, but it just had 
shocking moment after shocking moment. You know what I'm saying? Like from Undertaker jumping over the top, hitting the cameraman to the uh, to the uh, Shawn Michaels kicking out of the freaking tombstone and Undertaker's face after that. Like it was just the, the best moment, moments of the greatest matches in WWE are felt like that match. Yes. Where you didn't know what the hell was going to happen, who was going to win. They both have a, a great chance. The baby face have all the people behind them. The heel, no one wants the heel to win. You know what I'm saying? Like that is like pro wrestling or especially WWE style at its finest. Yeah. So I just thought this was perfection. I don't care what anybody have to say. You may not want, may not have wanted Roman to win, but if you look at that match and you can't tell me that it's, and you can look at that, watch that, feel the energy of that crowd and all that and tell me that that's not good, I, you got to get your eyes checked. Yeah, I agree. They It closed off the show very well. I know a lot of UK people um, yeah, I don't know why they just, they should have. I don't know why the hell they thought Drew singing with Tyson Fury was gonna fix that problem. <laughs> that shouldn't. I'm, I feel bad for you guys. I'm sorry. Don't just singing about it. I don't you know. I know we're all drunk and we love Drew, but he should have won. They they would have happily sung any song you wanted them to if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but know. yeah, this is this is a great show. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I hope hopefully they do another one. I don't know about Clash in the Castle, maybe or another whatever. Great but show. Just another show. You know, even if it's a broad like this. Because again, I told you I love the UK. Uh the way the time worked out was cool. Yeah. Uh, and it also made me feel bad for them when we have shows. But they you know, they They're stay up cool. to like one in the morning, two in the morning, right? However much Beyond however it works. Really. Yeah. So show started like crazy. six, seven. That's like midnight when the show started. It, exactly. So the same way it is for us, or a little bit. It's a little better, but basically similar to when I'm, when I'm trying to watch a New, New Japan, Japan show live. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, anyway, right. speaking of the UK, go to Worlds yeah. Collide. Speaking, speaking of the UK, so uh, I, Worlds Collide happened. Uh, they just said Elf the UK, and that's all I really thought about this entire results day. Let's just go through the results. Not gonna spend much time on it. Was the longest show anyway? All right. Uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes retained his title against Ricochet. I predicted that the A champion is still the A champion. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it, it was fantastic. I can't wait to sit down and run it back myself. Uh, Chance and Carter <laughs> successfully defended their titles predictably against Nick Yash and Dewdrop. Yeah, predictably. That's it. I don't <laughs> have anything to say. Predictably. <laughs> Uh, Pretty Deadly picked up the Unified uh, Tag Team Championships. Oh, and guess what? When I chose Gals, I was trying to give NXT UK a victory. You Technically, you think that still counts, right? It doesn't. It does. And we're just going to move on. No, it don't. They have the 2.0 stank on them, so it don't. All right. (laughs) Mandy Rose retains her championship. Wow, man. Yeah, man, I wasn't ready for that. But you know what? Do your thing, Mandy. I can't hate on you. You, I, everybody has something to say, but the way she's been depicted and all that type of stuff that people—if some people have a problem with it or they don't think she's improved enough or whatever—honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, Mandy. A few years ago, you probably would not. You would not put her in the ring for a ten-minute match, much less no. the type of match that she's been in as of on this run. So you can say whatever you want, but it is impressive. Uh, but another situation where I thought, okay, maybe we can give the NXT UK. Something so maybe giving the women's divisions out. Nah, no, not happening nah. because screw NXT UK. Yes, <laughs> um, Braun Breaker retained hit or I guess won the unification. But yeah, pretty match. much retained though because he never was gonna lose. I told you that. I yeah. love the strong boy. I love Tyler Bate. But again, Elf NXT UK. <laughs> ah. That's the message that I got from Worlds Collide. That's what I got from Shawn Michaels. That's how he feels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Let's I told you. That's why I didn't have much to say about it. I just, I just couldn't believe how one-sided it was. I mean, you mean tell me you're going to hype us up at the end of NXT UK and this is this how, this how you do it? Not really a surprise because NXT UK is about to be over, but still. Still. I think it, it actually, no, it is over now because I think it ended like on the 4th, which was that day. That was the last show because the, the show before that, I think. They've been filmed. It don't worry, it's over. But the point is, yeah, it, I don't it, necessarily know how they're doing the airing schedule. It's been dissolved. But yeah, so I, again, maybe I should have known. But still, it's just like, damn, what's the point of Worlds Collide then? Just that one final fuck off. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. 
We're going to move on to uh, the by far the longest show of the weekend. Quickly. Quickly. Bali, Bali. Bali, Bali. All right. Mostly because I don't have much to say. I, okay, it's a couple of them I do like to say something about. But I, you'll know. All right. Sammy Guevara and Tay, yeah. Ty Mello beat Ortiz and Ruby. Ruby suffered some injuries. See, if you're going to talk about that, I shouldn't have said it. Right. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say, though, man. But damn, bro. Sammy, what the hell are you doing? Not a good look right now. The clip's going out, but you're not protecting people, even if it even if it wasn't completely your fault. And uh, I just wish Ruby the best, though, because I, I didn't see the spot where her, apparently her nose could have been shattered or was shattered, but wishing wish her nothing but the best. All right. Hook defeated Angelo Parker. Yes. Pop. Oh, Action Bronson showed up. There you go. That's something for that one. Action Bronson showed up, and they're going to be teaming against Menard and Parker, I think. Yeah. And Arthur Ashe. There you go. Yeah. That's your that's your tidbit about that. Pac defeated Kip Sabian. Congratulations. Eddie Kingston defeated Ishii. Awesome match, from what I heard. Awesome match. Ishii is just the gift that keeps on giving. Maxwell returned uh, as the Joker and won the casino ladder match. Technically, Malcolm Bivens climbed up there and picked up the chip. Malcolm Bivens won the ladder match. But, yes, he won it for MJF. Hilarious. <laughs> Great to see you, kid. Or, yeah, yeah, he's technically still a kid by me, even though he's like one year younger. Okay. One year. This this match doesn't matter, but the Elite became the first AEW World's Trios champions. Yeah, like you just mentioned, and as I get into, as, as I get into speculation, you'll know why. This means absolutely nothing now, but yes. Jay Cargill uh, retained against that gal. That gal's finisher was the, for the first time ever just got kicked out of and I know it wasn't playing. Come on, baddies. Come on. That's the one thing. The one thing I asked y'all to protect about a thing. Y'all to ruin everything else. I mean, you know, the other half, she probably messed up herself. But uh, the Eclipse. Come on, man. Yeah. Protect it. It's called Jay something can't kick out of that because Oh, it's something else. Okay, I'm sorry. But protect it. One of the greatest finishes in the world. It, it happens, though. I'm going to leave them alone. It happens. Yeah, I get it. Mistakes fly. happen. But, uh, yeah, good on Jay. Uh, I don't know about that gear though. When you know, I didn't like it. I'm, I had to go back and watch she, I, watch another we, shot. I of think it, maybe. I think maybe it was, I was like She Hulk inspired. I didn't like it. I only saw like a couple photos. I didn't like it. Yeah. No bueno, gal. All right. Ward First Lowe. time though, she usually kills it. Yeah. In the gear department, she was just trying something. I get it. Wardlow and FTRB. Predictably. Pre- predictably. <sighs> Ricky Starks fail. In his match. Let's go. Powerhouse high, baby. The only reason why I ran through this car because I went 13 to 15 is because of my guy. Guys like Powerhouse Hobbs. Good job, baby. Told you. I told you, people. The acclaimed lost their tag team title shot. Predictably, but a lot of people want them to audible. Apparently, the acclaim was over, over, over in Chicago. And not even just there. I mean... On the internet, a lot of people was like, no, in one of these scenarios. Oh, yeah, of course we love the claim. But what I'm trying to say is, I don't think me and you was up here saying while it was going on, do do the audible and all of that. Like, I'm sorry. Just because the fans are really, really happy tonight. If they book like that all the time, do you know how much, how many people, how many titles change in just like hometowns or something? So much. (laughs) Just randomly. Titles so would just much. change. And you can't do that. It's bad for business. Like, bro, like, yes. Actually, no, I, I don't want Tony to just change it on a whim because the fans are happy. I want him to actually have a plan for his tag titles. I How about that? How I about won't. actually having a plan for a story or something like that instead of just booking because, ooh, this crowd is really, really happy today. Yeah. They're I really, really pumped for this group. I Give won't. it to them. It's not, you don't do that just because of that. Make it make sense and then maybe it'll, it can happen. Fair enough. Tony Storm defeated the the gauntlet for the uh, AEW women's title. Was it? Oh, you just saying she beat all. I'm not gonna name it, all. I was gonna of say them. it wasn't a gauntlet. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the nice field. drama though. That's uh, what I should say. This I'm. It went exactly how I wanted to happen. Not only did Tony win, they set the stage for Hater versus Britt because it's coming some way, shape, or form. Who knows how it's gonna play out? When it'll play out? If it'll play out? Because women. Well, I don't know. Britt storylines usually get time, so maybe her's gonna play out right, but. Women's storyline will always turn out the way they set up. Like they start off pretty fire and then they end up fizzling out. So hopefully this goes as planned. But I think I think you can take your time with this though. It's been a slow burn really at this point. 
But we know when it's when they're finally button heads, the people are gonna love it. Jungle Boy was squashed in twenty seconds. All I have to say is this, Tony. Again, I can't complain about your book in here because I predicted it all. As much as I'm very, very not a big fan of your erratic, the one time I get it right, I'm just not gonna complain. But this match I got wrong because for some reason you wouldn't let an injured man not wrestle legitly instead of just getting him like, you know, just actually changing the match. And then, you know, it's not even about Christian because I get that. You just, maybe who knows how serious Make the injury, money. how long you knew about the injury, whatever. That's fine. Why does Luchasaurus got to suffer? Why does he got to look like a toddler or like a, just a, the biggest idiot or the worst person ever, I guess. I guess they, Brainless just, Yeah, just dumb. That, that's really what he looked like. He just looked dumb. He looked like he has no brain for himself at all. And I guess if you want to be petty, you can say, ah, oh, he was a dinosaur. You guys knew that. But Tiny brain. He got a master's degree. I guess that part ain't part of the TV yet, if you didn't know. But the point is, he's an idiot on <laughs> for this. And, again, I guess you could try to say, ah, Christian wanted him to act like he was turning on. No, no. Either way it go. The first time it was stupid. Because when he jumped on Christian's side and jumped back on Jungle Boy's side, I was like, ah, well, he better stay there. That's exactly what I thought when he did it. And then guess what? He jumped right back. And I'm come on, Tony. Make some sense, bro. Make some sense. Find a better way out of these situations. I don't care how. Hell, actually have Jungle Boy run him over this time or something. Get him on TV. (laughs) Like, anything almost is better than what you ended up doing. It could have been a DQ, have him hit the ref. Like, so many options that could have made this end out better. Um, uh, Chris Jericho beat uh, Brian Danielson. Yep, in the second match I got wrong. Glad those – I don't know if they happened two times in a row, but two of them in a row. It was. Where my picks picks, uh, did not – do so well. I, I'm sorry, Dan. I don't know what it takes. Maybe now, spoiler alert, they're having a tournament uh, for something that we'll talk about later. And, you know, maybe he'll win that. But, yo, why? What's up? What's, what, is, what did he do? Why can't he win in this thing? You don't want to book up? You don't want to say you don't want that? It can't be that because you gave him plenty of wins already in other areas. Like the, the match with Kenny when he first got you there. You know, Brian is just a B-plus player. <laughs> Funny. Uh, uh, no, uh, obviously, I believe maybe uh, it's a slow – again, that, that's another thing too, though. If he does win the tournament for the thing that we're going to talk about in a minute, uh, <laughs> like what? Did, like what, all these losses, then they, they get erased? Yeah, they get swept under no the No one cares? Okay, cool. Then wins, maybe that's the logic. Wins and losses don't matter. Maybe that's the logic. Oh, oh you should – could have swore I'm, that was I'm part like, of the tagline. No, no. Well, that person's the gone. Records? Oh, Cody. Oh, since Cody gone, all the record and rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, gotcha. They so don't even you. promote their power rankings on Twitter anymore. <laughs> like, because it's pointless. They got swept under it's the random. real fast. Some random person who won ten matches on Dark out of nowhere is number yep. three out all of this, nowhere now for the TNT pain. title, and then you know how it is. It's just it's so random. I guess it it it, it floundered out. Nice try though. What's next? Next up, we've got Miro and his his gang of of hoodlums uh, defeating the House of Black. Sting don't lose, okay? I mean, he should. <laughs> Sting he should. is in that stage because we're at the stage of his career where he probably should put put more people over, but Sting does not lose, okay? Just get it through your thick skulls, people. And uh, you know, Miro was there. All the stuff about Malachi. Malachi got dapped up and all that, and looked like he pretty much out of there. Peace out, peace out to his crew pretty much after that. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, uh, damn. that's all. That was fast. That was fast. That's all it. right, the last match that, again, does not mean a damn thing. Yes. Lost John the- Moxley lost his AEW World Championship. And you know what? Just to put everything in the perfect uh, context before I – as I go deeply, smoothly into pure speculation – uh, the match may have been great, may have been horrible, whatever. You know why nobody really knows or cares at this point? Because right after the match, Philip had to open his mouth. He decided to overshadow anything, any work he did. Any work he did in the main event was pretty much immediately overshadowed. Like, seriously, I didn't hear a peep the next day about the quality of Moxley and Punk's match. Didn't hear a peep about it. You know what I heard about? I heard about the press conference. 
just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And truly, that's what I'm here to talk about, the fallout from the press conference, man. And <sighs> Punk went on this rant. It seemed unprovoked from the clip I saw. And then it come to find out, I don't think he was ever even asked a question about Mr. Cabana in this situation. At least from, I, from I've heard from other sources, he just saw somebody who he knows closely related or someone who's rep- reported stuff in the past and just kind of went off. And, uh, you know, I get more into, uh, I give you more of an explanation into that as we go down this list. But those comments, as, as by, by now, I'm pretty sure everyone has seen, basically, apparently has led, led to a fight backstage or a scuffle or whatever. Every, I heard different, all types of things. Altercation. Assault. Yeah, assault. assault, altercation, fight. Yeah, it's all types of things. They, they've, used, they've used every word almost that you can use to describe it. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> so PW Insider says the altercation started when the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega went to CM Punk's locker room to confront him about his comments. So yes, no, Coca Cabana was not the only person brought up. The young, the EVPs or whatever who couldn't run a, he said some, a particular grocery store or something like that. I don't know if he said Target or whatever. I don't want to be wrong. But anyway, either way it goes, he basically just said these EVPs don't know Jack and he don't know how the hell they EVPs. And, uh, and yeah, he just went off. He went off. And like That's I said, if you haven't heard by now, yeah, if you haven't heard by now, he, he, he had a lot to say and that just go check out the media scroll. I don't know if it, it may not, I don't know. It may not even still be up. <laughs> I think so. They're usually still up. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they took that one down, but they should, you know, it is what it is. He had a lot to say and, uh, Kenny and the Bucks went to confront him about it. And, uh, apparently, no one at the time knew who threw the first punch. But Fight for Select's latest on the fight says a chair was thrown by A. Steel, And he mm-hmm. knocked out or rocked. So they wasn't really sure on either or, but he was obviously hurt. Uh, he knocked out or rocked Nick Jackson with a chair when he threw him the chair and left him with a, uh, you know, with a black eye. So, yeah. Should have put his hands up. <laughs> How the hell, first of all, you don't expect a chair. Especially if you come in there to talk. You just come in there to talk to somebody, you do not expect this dude. You do not expect him to throw a chair at you or whatever. Like, damn. Are we are we for real here? But PW Insider said the locker room is divided right now between the punk and elite. How? Uh I don't know. But speaking of those sides, neither FTR, who I guess they're assuming would be on punk side, and uh or hangman, who I guess they're assuming would be on the elite side, which I'm Pretty sure we all assume that. Uh, were pre- <laughs> neither one, of, neither of them were present for the melee because they left after the pay per view because you know, know they weren't scheduled. Home. They weren't scheduled for the scrum, so they just went on. Simple as that. Uh, uh, AEW is being very tight lipped right now, uh, or they were when I uh, when this uh, rumor was uh, posted. Uh, being very tight lipped about that situation, their sources believe the company is likely trying to determine where the blame should be placed. And whether the course of action going forward, uh, again, com- I, now again, this is why I want to remind people this this segment called pure speculation because I know this is speculation. <laughs> but anyway, Kevin Owens <laughs> tweeted a photo of WrestleMania 38 main event with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you know, of course, the match he just had with Austin this past year uh, around the time that the All Out Scrum was going on. They said it's widely believed to be a show of support for his friend and the Bucks and a shot at Punk who wanted that similar spot. Wow, with WWE. <laughs> so I just wanted to highlight you guys. That's probably the biggest reach ever. But, you know, I thought it was funny enough to mention. <laughs> uh, just to go back, I mentioned this before when I talked about it, but Christian Cage, Jungle Boy's match at All Out was shortened, obviously, because of Christian has a serious injury. And that's another reason why I'm like, cut the match or something then. You know, I, I really, yeah. you know, like, honest, especially with that few, because I, I'd rather you not. Ruin Luchasaurus just because somebody got injured, unfortunately. Yeah. Or uh, just ruin how believable he is. Now, Big Show, by the way, love should love Luchasaurus. He's right on the track. Uh, there's a growing rumor pieced together from multiple outlets, uh, like Fightful and Observer, that CM Punk may be fired from AEW for this. <laughs> Honestly, they haven't done it yet, so I'm doubting it, but we'll see. Definitely a possibility. There's also word going around that Punk suffered an injury, possibly a torn pick, either in the match or 
uh, in the scuffle, in the fight backstage, following the the scrum. My the money's scrum. on the scuffle. Yeah, you've been telling he me. He tried to throw a punch, and he he. Uh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. What an embarrassment. <laughs> what an embarrassment. <laughs> you wrestle a twi- a twenty five minute <laughs> title match, get through it fine, and then you get backstage, and you throw a punch and you tear your quad. <laughs> That'd be that's what hey, that's trash. Chris Jericho tried to calm everyone down. They say after the altercation, uh, Kenny Omega and CM Punk engaged and talked later in the evening, but uh, it's not believed to have been fruitful. Uh, obviously not if there's still a rift. Uh, there's belief that uh, there's a belief that according to the insider that Malachi Black, who hinted he might be leaving at All Out, uh, could be taking some time off from pro wrestling. And he's been dealing with some personal issues. He's been removed from the AW roster page. So we don't know exactly what it means. It sounds like a silent release, but I doubt he's like one of those releases where you're allowed to do anything else with other yeah. people. So if it is a release, then it's just like one of those, yeah, you can go home, you can do your own thing, longer as that is what you're doing. But until 2027, we're not going to let you probably wrestle <laughs> with anyone else. That's what I'm assuming it is. But, hey, who knows? We'll see. Hey, as long as you pay me. We'll see what happens. Right. If he still is getting paid while he's able to get himself together. And if, if it really is something he needs to get, you know, he's had personal issues, who knows? There could be some myriad of uh, things that could be going on. So uh, we can't do nothing but wish him the best because I, I love Malachi Black. So, uh I just want I want him to be able to get himself together. He's a great wrestler. Dave Meltzer said CM Punk threw the first punch in the backstage brawl. So early I in my rumors, they didn't know. But Meltzer found it out somehow that Punk threw the first punch. Maybe the punch that you just brought up was the punch that tore his quad was the first one. Man, also, it's very embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> Can't even finish the scuffle because you t- what? I mean, didn't he wait? Did I told you quad? I told you pick. I maybe I maybe misremembering this. I know he got knocked out in one match. Did he end up injured after that other MMA fight, or did he just get knocked out again? Uh, I think he got injured in one of them. I don't remember though. Yeah, I don't. Oh, quite so remember. his body's not up to snuff. I mean, he took a long time off wrestling, so. If I'm be honest with you, if anything, no, I'm just I'm about to do it too. If anything, right now he's proven that he's you know been injury prone in the in the high like he can't do this as he can he can have great matches. They're just few and far in between. I mean, I just he needs to recover more probably or get more used to wrestling again. I don't know the champion of my company. You know, well, I don't think I don't think you have to worry about that again. A lot of uncertainty there. Anyway, Meltzer also claims that A still thought Kenny Omega was trying to crossface him during the fight. So that's why he bit him. Uh, okay, great. finally gave clarification. Cause yes, Kenny Omega did get bit by a grown-ass man. Yeah. And Kenny saved their saved CM Punk dog and still got bit. Not by the dog. Right. By a grown-ass man. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I hope he got a shot. There's fan speculation that CM Punk went on his tirade at the media scrum because he knew he was injured and was going to be out for a long time, so he thought he could you know, just scorch earth. But Meltzer says that isn't true. Punk planned to go off on Coke Cabana, Hangman Page, and Young Bucks independent. And it didn't matter if he was hurt or not. He was going to do that anyway, <laughs> according to Meltzer. He, was, he had it already set up. He wanted to fight. Uh, I don't know. He just, he had an idea. He had a plan that he was going to have to say this. So after all of that, Brian Alvarez stated that there was, you know, they had a great, a big meeting, rah-rah meeting, as he called it, uh, with the AEW roster prior to Dynamite. And then they felt like it had a stronger feeling of locker room unity coming out of it. And if you watch Dynamite, you can kind of see that. They definitely was trying to, you know, even if they probably didn't believe it themselves, they wanted to make sure everybody else believed it. So they were like, no, nah, we're getting it together. I'm the locker room leader, like, or whatever Jericho screamed out. And, <laughs> you know, Moxley was talking about how embarrassed he was, which is, I, I, lo- I love that because that's what it feels like. If you, you've been a part of, uh, you know, organizations at that point, like, that is an embarrassment, especially if you come from where Moxley and Jericho and them come from, not just the WWE umbrella, but again, it's just, AW claims to be the new place for wrestling, the new place where every viewer should be looking for this brand of wrestling. And mm-hmm. that does, isn't just not representing wrestling well for them to be reverting back to, you know, like this is the 90s or something still. And we got, you know, 
cliques and all of that type of stuff. Like, don't it, that and people I've seen people comparing it to the late '90s locker room, and some people may like that. But honestly, having all that pettiness and all this stuff in the backstage area for no reason is not helping anybody do their job. So, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't too much. Uh, I understand the side of it, but yeah. Uh, you could tell they really wanted to pump up their locker room on the next dynamite, pump up the fans who watch to just let everybody know that, you know, we're not going to be defined by that, but they were embarrassed. You could tell that's, that's what that, that's what that yeah. Wednesday show was like. That they, felt like a damage control episode. They they did not want <laughs> yeah. their pay-per-view. It was a great episode though. Their pay-per-view, which is always, like you said on the other podcast, or I guess at home, um, every year, All Out just keeps getting better and better and better, and that's yeah. all you hear from the weekend. Just took a step back. Um, nobody wants their company to go from being at the top. Oh, this is the best pay per view they put on like this. Positive headlines too. And then like down there, where it's like so much controversy, so much yeah. backstage turmoil and uh, animosity. Nobody wants to go to work with animosity. Well, you just you have a lot. We talked about this anyway. What we just talked about. All the negative stories that's been coming out of this locker room for a while now. That's so true. I'm, I, maybe you want to go in the all out, and you think maybe we can at least have one good, you know, big show. You know, that yeah, don't go is, that way when we don't have be, any problems. It was supposed to put them on the upward trend for, yeah. uh, for like the press. The press, like we were supposed to be talking about how Dave Meltzer gave somebody five and a half stars or something. Yeah, but not even just that. Like, no, going into that match, you had the uh, – everyone knew that the locker room was becoming split. Everybody was already talking about that. Yeah. No one thought it was going to, like, get that get worse like that. Having mm-hmm. Saying the locker room is split or people have opinions is one thing, but mm-hmm. then someone stating those opinions and then it leading to a altercation or whatever is a, a completely different thing. Right. I feel like when a chair gets involved, it's a brawl. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a brawl like that or whatever you want to call it. That's what I'm saying. So uh, when stuff like that happens, I don't think anyone was ready for it to take that next step. No, no, no. And, and I, I think I don't even think Tony, again, Tony probably sat there and had no idea. He's like, there's no way it's going to get worse than what it is right now. Because, again, this ain't the first time. Like, we talked about the Jericho them a few weeks back or whatever was – uh, Jericho, Shivani, or whatever was leading meeting meetings weeks ago. Yeah, Kenny Omega to. was pl- trying to be the hard, you know, cop or whatever. And again, now here we go, and you and it only got worse. But uh, anyway, the many AW me- uh, roster members said the backstage drama between Punk and the Elite was out of sight, out of mind during the last Dynamite, and the wrestlers were focused on just trying to have a good show. That makes sense because a lot of those people were a lot of the people who may be affected by this. Especially if you take it company-wide, had nothing to do with that mess. No. So uh, it makes sense that they would look at it out of sight, out of mind. And like I said, it ended up being a really good dynamite. But that's it. That's all my speculation. Uh, I really just wanted to talk about that. It was a lot of stuff coming out of All Out. I'm glad I got this done under an hour, uh, but at least that, all of that. So I'm really impressed with myself. Got to, you know, give you a little, yeah, good job. Oh, shit, they too loud. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Smooth transition. Yep. So now it's Moe's Marbles time. Um, thank you for, for tuning in to another edition of Moe's Marbles. I've got very little to say. So just an update. It's been two months since I downloaded BTS in the song, The Island uh, Puzzle Game, and I have completed it as of last Tuesday, Wednesday. And I feel pretty good about that. Give me a, give me a round of applause. Thank you. Now it's taken many a money, many a seven dollar transactions, <laughs> or a dollar here, a dollar there, for Mo- me to complete this. Mobile games rob you blind. Oh, they do. But I finally made it. Now I'm just working um, to finish out this pass that I paid seven dollars for, and make sure I get all of their bunny costumes. Um. So I'll. I there will be no updates further on because the story is over, and. It was it was cute, but I wouldn't have stayed a whole week at an island for nothing. I just I wouldn't have did it. They were way too resourceful resourceful for the little BTS that I know. They got you though. They got me. I was duped, bamboozled, hoodwinked, if you will. Um, next up, one week post key album release. How do I feel about it? I feel 
better than I did that that Friday when I came and spoke about it. Like at first, I was just like all jittery and nervous energy because it is such a great album. But however, I've added it to my cycling playlist, and it's so uplifting when I'm about to collapse off of the uh, off of the machine. Or when I'm driving and out of nowhere, proud comes on. And I'm like, yeah, I made it. Like I said, that's going to be my anthem for the rest of my medical school journey into the rest of my life because I really am proud of how, I've, how far I've come. And sometimes it's good to check in um, with that. Jackson Wang from China put out an album today, Friday. Not today, Friday. And the review for that will be coming next week. Look forward to that, please. NCT 127 is putting out an album, Two Baddies. I may have mentioned this last week. That's coming out next Friday. Depending on how I feel, there may be a two-for-one review. We shall see. All right, last thing. Just keep me in your in your thoughts and opinions. This is not me being like the usual self. Application season has arised in my med school journey and kind of freaking out, but it's going to work out. So, fighting. That is that's it for the marbles. All right. Well, uh glad we got that worked out. We got this done. Ended up being a, a smooth selling show in my opinion. Talked about everything that I want to talk about. Maybe next week we'll have more to discuss. Uh I don't know. Uh there's been a lot of stuff in wrestling. It's probably the most noteworthy year in wrestling ever. Mm-hmm. It feels like it. I know that much. So, uh, and I think I probably said something similar to that last year, like when Punk came back and all the other stuff that happened. But since then, it's just only gotten more insane. So it was great to, you know, it's always great to touch on that. And uh, we're we're gonna continue. I'm gonna continue to scout out things for uh, you know, for me and uh, you to review on this pro- on on the show. Uh, show wise, uh, movie wise, you know, talking about Busan last week was uh cool, and it was all, it was great to do that again. So mm-hmm. we'll seek some more stuff out. We'll figure it all out in time. And you are you just mentioned two projects that we may be talking about because uh, I'm pretty sure if she hears it at this point, guys, I'm gonna hear it. It's not, there's nothing I can do. Uh, even if I wanted to avoid key album, there's nothing I can do. She's everywhere. We it's all through the house. I live here too. Anyway, yeah, there's no boundaries. Out of vibe. Great to see you guys. Thank you for listening. Annyeong. Adios.